The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Monday's here at Tail Bar City. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark in today. Hope you're all right. Good weekend. Plenty of NFL action to hit on. Big recruiting weekend for the Big Red. We'll get to a new hire reported by On3 for Nebraska football as part of their administrative staff. We'll tell you about and uh, we'll get locked in with the Black Shirt Hour in Hour 2. Open phones and Hour 1 wide open for you at 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. can email chris at hailvarsity.com or just jump in the stream and uh, check in that way with the Hail Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to that. Give us a, a like as well. And uh, tell your friends, also the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. You can follow that and watch the show that way. KFOR Twitter and KFOR Facebook. Find Elijah on Twitter at Herbal Essence. Connor Clark's Twitter slash X is still 17 caricatures long at C <laughs> underscore Clark underscore 27. Find me, Chris Schmidt, at Schmidt underscore radio. How we doing? Did we make money at the book this weekend? I know you called a ball game, Nebraska-Northwestern on KRNU. Big Red got a win. We'll uh, talk tournament. uh, Hold on. We'll talk path (laughs) to the tournament for Nebraska basketball as well as we get into that big one against Ohio State. Elijah, you uh, you tipped one back last night. I was jealous. I was going to catch up with you for a beer, but I just kept playing the old man card, man, and I just – Hung out at home after a little exercise. That was it. I did nothing. I did not go out despite the temperatures being uh, nice. Charlie McBride's with us in an hour as well, Mr. Blackshirt. Yeah, we'll get to roll call here in just a second as well. But, yeah, you, you missed out. You missed out. Me and Connor went to a local establishment, took back a couple cornhead yeah. loggers. Well, it wasn't a bad <laughs> night. It was good. And you, you, well, you also got a, a, a dirty Arnold Palmer. Uh, John, John Daly. Daly. John yeah, Daly. Guys, me. yeah, I mean, it just it takes on – New meaning when you add vodka. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it does, but it was good. I How mean, many? Not oh, just one. Really? It was Sunday. <laughs> I had class today. That's fine. Sometimes we'll sneak off uh, closer to home and have five or six uh, old John Davis. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if they're on and they're on special where I go. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the uh, sweet tea and lemonade is fantastic. It's even better with. Uh, Uncle Andy's favorite McCormick's. Mm. <laughs> you're like, mm, mm. <laughs> you gonna start the car with that? <laughs> let's get you to roll call. As uh, if you're one of the first five in, well, let's just not lie. Uh, first ten in, we give you a shout out. But uh, roll call slash our starting five in the stream. Competitive top five today. It is. Anthony checks in and he got in at three twenty five, nudging out Black Hills Brennan by just a minute at three twenty six. Our dear friend uh, Brian Snitley in third. NU Grandpa says he's here for the worms. <laughs> uh, in at three, Jeff checks in at four. Andrew makes a way in at five. Patrick uh, sneaks in at uh, six. And then Herdizzle mm-hmm. 
uh, along with Dion, gets in there. So shout out to all of you. Brandon also in. And uh, we'll get to your comments here. So let me ask this, and we'll get to it here in, in a little bit. But the, the topic of tortured fan base, right? And, and the Bills are absolutely that with the, the way the kick went. And uh, we'll hear Jim Nance's call shortly. But the Bills are there. Do you consider Nebraska... Nebraska basketball, do you consider Nebraska football? And I defer to you two because I know the last decade for football hasn't been great. I know the one-score losses are heart-wrenching, and that's been multiplied multiplied by tenfold compared to the last-second occasional Oklahoma bone crusher, right? When I was growing up or when uh, Sooner Magic was alive and well in the 70s, you hear ghost stories about but you fast forward to now, and, and you have one-score losses to the Marylands of the world that are, that are no disrespect to Maryland, but they're 8-5 football teams, right? They're, they're not a team competing or on the doorstep of a national championship like those Oklahoma teams were in the 80s and in the 70s. And then, uh, you know, Nebraska's football program, I don't – yes, you've been tortured as a fan with how losses have gone, but I think the, uh, the upswing will be real nice. Uh, with Coach Rule uh, moving forward. Basketball, brother, they find new ways, and it, it even got scarier on Saturday where, you, where you're up and you just can't get past that 11-point lead. There's there's no uh, put Northwestern down like you did to Purdue, like you did to North uh, to Indiana. Well, I'd say currently in the across the landscape of college sports, there is no more tortured fan base than Nebraska in the college landscape. Look yeah. at this comment from Anonymous. This came in at 354, okay. and it's evidence of – what if you want to call it? I usually call it the Husker PTSD. If you want to call it the tortured nature of the Husker fan base, that works too. Anonymous chimes in on the stream and says, Ryle threw a pick on Friday, so I immediately flew to Vegas and put down 4-8 and eight on next year's record. <laughs> After, But listen. He Is that had, not the definition of a tortured fan base? You see a pick in an all-star game and, and, and you, you say, worst case scenario is coming. And you overreact. It's like the Bills fans Paranoia. that see the field goal formation in a three-point game and say, well, he's going to miss it. Wide right. They're right. but <laughs> It happened, and it was horrible or, or, for, for Bills fans. Or look at Husker basketball. What happens whenever Nebraska drops a road game to Iowa and then drops sky a road game falling. to Rutgers? The sky is falling. The wheels have fallen off. It's worst-case scenario for Jawan Gary. This team's going to miss the tournament. That is the definition of Husker PTSD in a tortured fan base, expecting the wheels to fall off whenever you encounter a slight well, You've just seen it if, happen. If Kansas were to lose two straight road games in Big 12 play, Kansas fans would be disappointed, but they would look at that and say, this is a hiccup in the road. Bill Self will get him right. This is too talented of a basketball team for these struggles to continue. Their their disappointment would go from Final Four or Elite Eight to, man, we might not get to the Sweet 16 this year. <laughs> well, <can laughs> it's I, all in perspective. Can I say this about the, the whole basketball thing? At least, like, I'm going from when I started school here, so the 2020-2021 season. I wouldn't say if you're a basketball fan in that span that you're a tortured fan base because the first three years of Fred, they're just bad. I mean, they were there was just no bad. hope. Yeah, they they were just bad. They weren't winning games. They weren't even close with the good teams. You could say there were a couple instances last year where you could make the argument, and then yeah, like you get destroyed at Iowa. You go to Rutgers was a heartbreaker there. Jawan Gary gets injured, but. On the bright side, I mean, he's not done-done. I mean, he's a game-time decision tomorrow, and 
you beat a, I think, a pretty good Northwestern team. Football, I think the obvious answer is absolutely. Because, again, if we're going off of, at least for me, when I got here in 2020, they were 15-29. and 29. They lost 21 of those games by a score or less. Think about that. 21 of those 29 losses in a span of four years have been by one score. That is the most tortured fan base in college football, and it's not a debate, in there, my opinion. No, th- there's different levels of torture, though, right? There's you're losing by a score or less, and you're not going to postseason. Mm-hmm. You're not even in contention for anything in November. Then we go to, to like the Bills, where can they break through and, and get to a Super Bowl in the Mahomes era? Or are they just... This fan base is literally shoveling out their stadium yeah, for them to lose. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're jumping into 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 holes, man, <laughs> without uh, Tennessee whiskey. Well, let's let's be clear. If Nebraska makes an NCAA tournament game, and it was promised, if you jump in this hole, one person is sacrificed to South Stadium, Nebraska, <laughs> win an NCAA tournament game. It's kind of like blowing up the South uh, South uh, end zone, yeah, right? Fans would be lining up to jump in that pit. Well, they'd be lining up to suggest a couple people look, to throw in that. Look pit. at anonymous Nebraska not having an NCAA tournament win. Anonymous right now just seems absolutely tortured right now. So you might be the definition of a tortured Husker fan. Thanks for chiming in, anonymous. We do appreciate you uh, saying not having an NCAA tournament win was already a big deal in 1991, 33 years ago. Which right. he, he's got and, a point. And now, and now you're it. You're the only team not across the Power Five, across the Power Six. When you look at basketball. Throw the Big East in there. The only team to never win a tournament game. No, you're it, and you're, you're, you're the only team to not get to a bowl game the last five years. You're tortured. So you are tortured, and you're not even tortured from not winning that championship. You're not even getting to play with the rest of the kids <laughs> to be in it. Uh, we'll take your calls here. 489-1240. Are we going to the lines? Yes, we have uh, Jonathan from Omaha on the line. All right, we got to go top shelf here on that. Okay, Jonathan, sorry, thanks for calling, bud. Go for it. Hey, so kind of two things, right? As far as us being like a tortured fan base, uh, I would say as far as basketball, I don't, I can't say that we're tortured because like we haven't seen the peak of the mountain like we have in football. Like I'm, a, I'm a casual basketball fan, and I, honestly, us beating up Purdue this year to me was like the peak of the mountain. That's what it felt like personally. Even, even if we don't make the tournament. Hey, at least we'll be number one, I guess. And uh, at number two, as far as like maybe a torture fan base, they kind of talked about this on ESPN Radio earlier about uh, the Bills fans being tortured. Don't get me wrong, and how you know, they're taking it personally. But like, I don't know how personal you can take it from a, from a professional team aspect. At least from a college aspect, you know, you know, there's a lot of states that don't have professional sports, so it's more personal. There's people that have gone to the university, so it's, it's just more intimate to me with like college fan base is being tortured i guess uh that's all i got thank you guys jonathan appreciate you thanks for the phone call no that's fair and i mean it, it hits close to home in a pro market and a pro team you've got a lot of diehards i mean how many times did they show the guy that's in his late 80s that was alive and went to the last detroit championship in 57 well, i was thinking how many poor bills fans do you see in the helmet and shoulder pads and jersey and pants in the stands last night like that's a monetary investment to make into a team to that's never it. have them win. them and the sabers right i mean those are their two loves up there where there's 50 feet of snow every other week and they're shoveling out the stadium for minimum wage. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they, like, come they, on. They, they are special. They are incredible. And Chris Kelsey was talking last week with us just about how the Nebraska fan base and, and the Bills are, are, are kindred spirits. And you want to see 
someone break through there, except in Chiefs country. <laughs> you still got a, a, a dynasty role in here. Who's with us? We got Tom on the line. Tom, thanks for calling. Go for it. Hey, Schmitty, thanks a lot. The, uh, that, bud? Tor- the modern-day tortured fan base for Nebraska has to, be, uh, has to do with the uh, first half officiating in the, at these home basketball games. Yeah, PBA, uh, I mean, they either come in or get in line, and uh, the the emotion is enhanced. Saturday and, and, was rough. Yeah, and PBA does a great job of uh, catering to uh, those uh, alcohol needs, and, and a couple of spots in the rail yard do an amazing job of catering to the alcohol needs, so you sure. get all primed up. But, again, we, we kind of – this is a this is an angrier – basketball fan base this year for Nebraska than I've ever kind of witnessed and seen because they they, they want it to happen so bad. And, yeah, Husker Hoops totally tortured because they've never had the success. And I think that'll change. I mean, Fred's done a great job, so this isn't piling on him or his kids. This is just, you know, a 30,000-foot view in comparison to, to Buffalo. Oh, uh, yeah, different exactly. Different tiers, though, where Buffalo's in the postseason – <laughs> right. Nebraska's trying to get to postseason. Right. Well, the case in hand in the first half when uh, Bryce Williams just puts his hand on, mm-hmm. on the player from Northwestern's back and draws his, draws his third foul and, and then did not push him at all whatsoever. There's a few phantom calls, uh, but, uh, Tom. I, I tell you that uh, I, watched, I watched this numerous times. Casey's three with 32 seconds left. Don't tell the officials, but uh, don't tell the officials not to watch this. But I think he took more, way more than two steps before he let that ball go. Probably, he had really? the ball a gather hand. plus two. A gather plus two. <laughs> uh, it, it was about three or four, but you know, we they deserved this one. Tom, I like it. We'll see you again. Thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate you. Uh, good stuff from Tom. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother topic. I thought the officiating on Saturday was. Not up to par both ways, honestly. Oh, it I mean, sucked. There were, there were there were some things where like, okay, how is that not a foul on on Bright? Like, the boo booey charge that wasn't a charge was a little questionable. Obviously, the Bryce Williams call was like, okay, what are we doing here? It just kind of stuff like that. And then it was weird in the second half too, because at one point, Northwestern was ahead in the foul category six to three, and then literally ninety seconds later, it was even at six. So that was something that I thought was quite interesting. I know I was calling the game, so I'm not supposed to officiate the game, but I was that was something <laughs> in the back of my mind. I was like, huh, this is a little interesting. Well, on the other side, can we can we admit, like, in the Big Ten, the, the big advantage of the officials that they have is that booing is fun. Oh, you, you let <laughs> – and Nebraska's good at it. Yeah, Nebraska's great at booing. Like, sometimes I, I think the officials get it right, and I'm in the stadium, I'm going to boo along too because booing is fun. Booing is one of the most fun things you can do at a sporting event besides cheer. <laughs> I would rather boo the other team, I think. <laughs> but, boo- I mean, booing the refs. There's a when Chicago one for you right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about tortured fan bases? I'm just kidding. But, but you guys are kind of over that now with your Cubs winning in 16. I'm just talking strictly Bears. But okay. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Overall, overall, I would say no. At least not a White Sox But fan. I'm saying strictly Bears. White Sox fans are also tortured because of just how poorly it's that It's been 19 run. years. And they just can't seem to get anything right in the front office. But that can be a conversation for another day. I know many White Sox fans are very upset about a lot of things going on there. Well, we can dive in and and take some more therapy phone calls or emails or in the stream comments. Uh, Do you consider yourself a tortured 
Nebraska fan. You might be a tortured Bills fan right now, and there's enough alcohol and tobacco to, to get you through today after another wide ride. You can find us on Twitter at HVarsity Radio, Hail Varsity YouTube channel. We'll tell you about Nebraska's recruiting weekend, more thoughts on Husker basketball, and a new name uh, to be Nebraska's GM. We'll tell you that. It's coming up here, a Monday edition. It's Hail Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Tyler Clark. Let's get the news out. Nebraska expected to hire TCU GM Anthony Crespino. This reported by Matt Lennitz and on three national. So, hey, in the world of college football with NIL, with Transfer Portal, with uh, roster management that is necessary because you've got NIL and NIL scholarships. You have scholarships. You have uh, recruiting that is 12 months, this job. And uh, reality is there's no sleep till Brooklyn, uh, honestly, for Nebraska or programs trying to make a move or maintain their power, right? So a little bit of a a backstory here on uh, Anthony Crespino. Uh, he was able to go from SMU to uh, TCU and, and work with Sonny Dykes at TCU, and now he's making the, the jump again on three reporting this. He was assistant director of football operations at Northwestern for 2016-2017 at Texas State. Before that, director of recruiting at TCU under Dennis Francione at 2012. And if you look at those teams post uh, 2012 at TCU, what a really good run there by Gary Patterson and some uh, some guys that went to the NFL, uh, director of ops at Western Michigan. So he knows uh, Big Ten country, and he spent time down in Texas. So, hey, uh, go for it. And if this guy's been evaluated and Rule wants to have a, a GM, so to speak, it's kind of what you got to have and need in college football in today's era. Are we concerned about his jumping of different Christian faiths, though, going from Methodist to Christian? No stops at Notre Dame just yet. I'm kidding. I, that's no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, that's, that's a discussion you'll have to have later on. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So, but no. It's a press no, conference question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Herba. Be that uh, guy. Heard at media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you been excommunicated yet? <laughs> okay. What uh, is your take on the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> You got to follow up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Welcome to Nebraska. We're talking torture and uh, <laughs> tortured fan bases. That's an interesting transition going from the Christian uh, church to torture. No, I'm just, no. I'm saying we're, we're <laughs> talking. weird if you make it weird. Torture. Here's our ranking, all right? This is and going off the rails quickly. A little bit. <laughs> you show up and, and uh, sorry, all hell guys. freezes over, right? So. 
Bills and Cleveland. Do you agree or disagree from an NFL standpoint? It was the Lions up until this year. I guess it. Yeah. I don't think it really changes depending on what happens next year. You got a couple of playoff wins. You you you've relinquished your spot in the mountaintop of tortured fan bases for the Lions this year. Fair. I, think. I agree. I yeah, think I, I think, think Cleveland so. and, and Buffalo though are are both accurate. And Cleveland's always like botched the quarterback. Okay, so that's. Yep. The hope that, that never comes through. Santa doesn't show up again. Where are the Chargers at in tortured fan bases? They're just, they have talent. They haven't made the right hire. That's what I'm and, saying. And I don't think uh, currently there's enough Chargers Herbert's fans. only like 25 or 26. And then well, then you move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you move yeah. to L.A. where people really don't care about football on Sunday. So, I don't know. Chargers, uh, there, and there are Chargers fans that yearn for the bearded era of uh, Dan Fouts and company, but I can't, put, I can't put the Chargers there because they've been all right. I mean, they had Drew Brees and said, I'm not going to pay you. I mean, they've, they've been stuck in mediocrity, it feels like, yeah. for two decades. Sure. But they're, they're just, they're, they're close, so they're one season away. Cleveland got a little tease this year with Flacco. And they built a good defense. But with Buffalo, though, I mean, let's hear this. This is Jim Nance. This is Mr. Godfather of play-by-play. This is, this is old Jimbo getting a, a death warrant signed by Bill's Mafia <laughs> during the call, during the moment last night. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. That's just so uncalled for. <laughs> no, that is it, unbelievable. It was, it was in the moment, and he's he's right. The most dreaded words in Buffalo. Well, imagine Connor. Laces if you will. out. Imagine Fickle if, is Einhorn. Imagine if you will, Connor, hear that the uh, the I Bears every single postseason their postseason ends in a doink. Yeah, I I know. I when he missed the kick last night, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like shades of that game for me at least. I was like, this is horrendous. You give yourself a chance to win. Now I get it. This is year after year after year for Buffalo, and it always seems to come against Kansas City. And yeah, I, that that would be exactly like Jim Nance saying, oh my goodness, double doink, the two most famous words in Chicago, and then everybody would riot. But the the uh, the the. The Norwood reality, though. I mean, did you see the jerseys on Twitter last night where they <laughs> they had Bass's last name all the way to the right side of the back of the jersey, and the yeah. last two letters were on the on the sleeve. They were they were so wide right, falling off <laughs> falling off the jersey because there's Norwood jerseys, people, and you have OJ up there. I mean, he's still your all time leading rusher. <laughs> Buffalo is making a case. Uh, Chris tweets in. Uh, I think you need to include Jets fans into the conversation. They finally get themselves a Pro Bowl quarterback. Can't even uh, have one last before (laughs) the first play before going down the whole season. That's fair. I mean, the Jets are there. One of the most famous plays in Jets history is the butt fumble, fumble, fumble. which is that's pretty (laughs) tortured. Mm. Uh, Well, you have uh, Jeff checking in here. Uh, Falcons fan, Jeff. Says, I hate the Chiefs. Uh, they hate that the Chiefs won. Uh, Andrew's a, a clear Chiefs fan. Hater's going to hate. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Are the Falcons in that conversation at all? No, they've been, been to two Super Bowls. They've been to two Super Bowls. But the way three. that they lost it. Oh, to blow a 28-3 to lead, you mean? Yeah, I mean, that is like the epitome of torture, in my opinion. I mean, you 
obviously you're good all year, but then, I mean, you blow the biggest I, lead in Super Bowl history. I think history. Vikings fan has a strong argument. Yeah. Have you, have, there's a whole docu series on, on YouTube right now. Secret Base did a really, really good job with this. If you're a Vikings fan or you want to know a little more about how the Vikings, in terms of win differential, how many more wins than losses that you have, Vikings are number two in the NFL and they don't have a Super Bowl, which is a pretty incredible that is stat. Bad, yeah. And they were the squad in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Great quarterback, great defense. And even in in the Warren Moon era, <laughs> when they had Moss and they were throwing punts up to him and Chris Carter, they were great. Robert Smith at running back. Now, I don't want to be this guy. You're a Bears fan. Go ahead and unload. No, I'm not. I'm, this is not Bears related. This is everybody in America is not going to like me for saying this, except for the people who root for this team. What about the Cowboys? Were they tortured? I mean, they do the same thing every year after being good. Get back to me after 10 more years of failure. That's when I can ask the question. They're not tortured. No, they, they, they listen, Dallas has gotten what they deserve. Well, what see, I, what, what and I, what that's I, what, what I, the rest of America what, thinks. What too. I mean by that is you've got an owner who's brilliant, but kind of getting up there and mm-hmm. it's still, he's still the dictator. Okay. So. He's got to be talked down from drafting the Johnny Manziels of the world. He's yeah. got to show off his brain. Look, I found Dak. Great. And he has drafted pretty well. And he's also whiffed. I mean, it's the, the, the crapshoot of the draft. He does not want anyone there to challenge his authority. That's just all there is to it. He wants a kind of a coach that uh, will, will be a yes man <laughs> and, and go from there. Cowboys fans far too arrogant to be tortured That's from fair. her dazzle. I, I will totally agree with that. Uncle Andy's a Cowboys fan. He's not arrogant. But, but you, you had the heyday of, of Aikman, Irvin, incredible defense. You had Dion. You had Emmett Smith. You had Jimmy Johnson. And you punt the guy after winning two championships just to rub his face in it. And you bring in Switzer. Switzer wins one. And then since then, it's, it's been Audi 5000. So they've gotten what they've deserved. They had a great thing going. Jimmy would probably still be coaching. Well, they they had a great thing going. The the problem is for me, it was all before me slash when I was two years old. So for those old it, well, well, it doesn't it doesn't apply to me mentally. Well, let's bring this back to Nebraska here real quick. Is Nebraska at the mountaintop of of college football's tortured fan bases? When you look around, is it the Mount Rushmore? They're, they're, they they got to at least be top four. See, you had such a listen, and this is my perspective on it. Um, again, Nebraska, kind of like Dallas, you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You had a good thing going with a couple of guys yeah. that were winning nine games, and you're a hell of a lot closer to 10, 11, 12. If you're at nine, then hitting reset. Okay, so that's Nebraska's own fault, and it's caught up with him. You had such a, you had such a 50-year run where you're top 10, top five, you're winning 10 ball games, you're winning nine ball games, and... 21st century argument, I think, could be made. I mean, you're, yeah. The, sorry, the, the 90s aren't that long ago to me, or even the, 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 the bow years aren't that long. It's 10 years where they were, they were good. They were good football teams. So, but, but the problem is, is the teams that never had success, unlike in the NFL, the college teams that never had success don't have a fan base. They don't have a fan base to be tortured. If it was anywhere else that had, had kind of fallen off the cliff like this, you're done. I mean, I think you could have made an argument f- 
five years ago that Tennessee was the most tortured fan base, but I don't think they can do that anymore now that they've had a, a couple of ten and two type seasons. They've, they've got their higher right, and they've they've won some big ball games. Stop sending out Bama. McDonald's bags. Yeah, well, or they. Or they kept doing it, and now it's legal. Now, well, now they don't have to, <laughs> to, to hide it. No, they, you just get the right hire, and, I, and you're okay. I think 10 years ago, you'd have an argument for maybe Michigan being one of the more tortured fan bases. Early 2000s, it was probably Bama before no, the they ca- got No, the saved. Cowboys argument applies to the Michigan thing. There were two arguments. I think the Cowboys argument applies to the Michigans, the Nebraskas, the Miamis. Well, Anyone that's been good and screwed up a good thing going, that's kind of your own fault. But Miami doesn't have like fans that show up to their games anymore. Like how much, how tortured can your fan base be if you only have thirty thousand people? They're in the middle up? of nowhere. That's why mm-hmm. they're that, they're just not in a problem. I, I just maybe somebody can call in or leave a comment in the stream chat if if they think I'm way off here. But I can't think of a college football team off the top of my head that is more tortured as of right now. When you look at January twenty second, twenty twenty four. Than Nebraska, I think that's I think that's a fair take. Yeah, I mean Texas went to a playoff. Texas is no longer tortured. No, they're I mean, back apparently. Almost fine. <laughs> USC is is underachieving, but they still are are good, right? But and, and same with Miami. I mean, Miami's winning eight, seven, eight, nine ball games. Uh, Tim checks in. Perlman is gone. We are no longer being tortured. Did you watch the past ten seasons, Tim? But, but, but those <laughs> are still said it some, earlier. Those are still some remnants. Twenty-one one-score losses in the last four seasons. Come on, that, that is. Get and that we're head. talking creative ways to lose. Like you, you yeah. found ways to lose ball games in football that you've seen, and at least it stopped in basketball. In, in PBA, it stopped. Uh, we'll have some more NFL thoughts. I'm going to take more of your, your torture takes uh, when it comes to fan bases. Thanks uh, for clarifying. <laughs> 489-1240.